0: Hello everyone. Oh, this, everyone is this is Adam West. West uh, yeah. Maybe you've heard my adventures, right? Adventures, right? <laughs> my, secret my secret true identity is Wayne Manor Kalander. Anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm glad, glad to, to talk to y'all and, all and have the privilege of doing the follow-up. I pledge allegiance to, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God,
1: indivisible, with liberty and justice
2: let him have it, Chris. 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 There's a button, a switch for everything.
0: You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet. Now what's going to happen? So how you doing, don't you? Of course you're going to be able to Come on, you
1: know better than that. How you doing, don't you? This is a hundred dollars. This is a hundred dollars. This is a hundred dollars. This is a hundred
0: dollars. This is a hundred dollars. This is a hundred dollars. Lots of
2: juice? That <Hindus> yeah. Good, cool. yeah. What kind of radio
0: show is this? <intended> i heard his voice on the tape, and it really, mm. <Alejespère> and it really put the in me. Many, many times. But both are. we
1: And the hopes. <coughs> will. You nice of the state. In New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. First, you, so oh, you get out of this. let I'm sick of talking. You
3: Jesus, we're told. I know how to talk to people. That's
0: clear as a mother's over. All right, it's Yeah. my have this man go on the air and deliver a coded message?
3: Yes. Yes. You're
0: out of your mind. Yes. No, I'm not out of my mind. Oh, yes. come on. Now, we're going to listen to what he said on the air. Because all we're dealing with here, after all, is talk show time against a man's life. I don't see that as any argument. I can see you're really upset about this. It's all right.
3: It's okay.
0: Please? Chris, stand up and wiggle your head and well, I know that guy, but we're young and poor. Yeah, he's a an island. And I'll smash your face for you, y'all bucko. Don't you stop, Dad. Shut ah. up. Stop it. Shut up. Conversation is a two-way street. I'm all broken Get
2: the
0: out. I'm gonna my beer. I don't get you. I don't
1: get your act at all. And I don't think you do either. I don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about
3: it. You're stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form, I'm talking about content, I'm talking about interrelationship, I'm talking about God, the devil, Hell, oh, Heaven. do you understand? Finally, You will not take me over the heaven now, over any other specialist time. I'll pitch my voice wherever I please. I'm a famous radio
2: personality now.
3: Most people today could care less about the radio personalities, I he's always talking about some radio star
0: that i never heard of you don't like my stories you don't have to listen to my program listen to the radio find out what's going on listen to the talk shows and you will find out what's going on
2: here. oh man to radio
1: yes talk radio it's
2: so boring man
1: okay, okay. the card is suicide about, man? i have an idea now first name mister middle name period last name I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come
3: on,
2: baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. You showtime.
0: You <laughs> Why don't you smile blow and blow me kiss for this one? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to my you, that's
1: what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets some strength. All
0: for you morons, infidels, and fools. Go to hell! Go to hell! Go to hell! Go to hell! Thank what you might you can kiss my ass. will not you smile and blow me a kiss for this one?
3: Well, I've been to one world fair, a picnic, and a rodeo, and that's the stupidest thing I
0: ever heard come over a set of earphones. Wait, we're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase, sir.
2: There's nothing to figure out, General Turgidson. This man is obviously a psychotic. Mm-hmm. judgment or something like that, so
0: you don't to factor in. Make sure the kids hear words, play the radio, make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Make sure the kids hear words, play the radio, make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night.
2: You know, whenever I picture the GOP, I always imagine them uh, as that the eyes wide shut ball, you know? doing that Eyes Wide Shut Excuse waltz.
0: Make sure you have the record and uh, player on I know there's an
2: actual the name for this piece of music. Sure kids hear words. I actually heard it on uh, the make Classical sure Station me. the other make day. Sure and it's just like when I was a kid and you would hear that classical music that Warner Brothers would slip into the Bugs Bunny cartoons and you only knew it as, as uh, Bugs Bunny music. You didn't really know it as... The piece of music it actually is. Have to kill the rabbit. Kill the rabbit. You know, all that crap. That you didn't know was Wagner. Your, for, your first exposure to Wagner comes via Bugs Bunny. Why, there's even an article uh, in the paper about that. This week that I saw. It's me, Chris T. This is Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and then uh, replaying on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And somewhere in between Friday and Tuesday, it becomes a podcast. Depends on how quickly I get to it. Sometimes I get to it quickly, and other times not. And uh, I was thinking to myself the other day, what is the reason for this show to exist? What is my raison d'être? My reason to be, and um, I couldn't really come up with one. Initially, I was a little worried about that. I just thought, you know, I, I thought to myself, "Self, why can't you come up with a real reason? I, I don't get it. What is my what is my reason for being? Why why does this show still exist? I mean, a show that went on the air in 1989. Let's do the math: 99, 2009. 2019, over 30 years ago, why should this show still exist? What's my reason for doing this show? And it's certainly not for the listenership, please. Uh, I don't know how many people actually hear it live or, or via the podcast, but it's, 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 a, it's a sliver, a mere pittance of uh, the listenership that I used to have, whether we're talking about WFMU or on SiriusXM, it's not a lot of people. It's it's a it's a small circle of friends to uh, to get into the Phil Oaks territory. And and initially uh, that disturbed me, but then I thought, oh, you know what? I don't really care. I don't really care. I'm doing this for me. This is a little me time right now. You think it's for you. It's not. It's for me. It's for me to go someplace every week and and say the things that I want to say without fear of uh, reprisal, without anybody trying to uh, tell me I can't, without anybody trying to mold what I'm saying, without anybody uh, pulling their support out from under me when it became convenient for them to do so it's my own thing and um, it serves it serves that purpose it gives me an outlet every week which is uh, an underappreciated thing, believe me oh I know I could go on to social media say a whole bunch of shit and I do, believe me I do I'm on Facebook saying a whole bunch of shit for instance, tweeting today during the impeachment hearing and uh, saying a whole bunch of shit as well. Hey, let's see who this is on the phone here. Who's on our phone <laughs> at 760-ICALL-AV, 760 Yes? Nope. Hey, is Hello? that Keith Artel? Hey, man, what's up? Uh, nothing much, man. I know you were going to try to be here in person, and then Firestone fucked you, didn't they? Yeah,
1: Yeah. and you know, I have no one to blame but myself, because after having taken my car to the dealer in Morristown for previous service, and I was like, this place is really far, and it takes a long time, and I think they're just trying to rip me off. So when my brake light went off, I thought I was like, I'm going to figure out some local shit that's going to go smooth. Uh, Firestone, I guess I have this association from my childhood that's a trustworthy thing. Right, um, yeah. it was the same experience, but local.
2: Oh, oh, okay, so you didn't have to go to Morristown to get fucked over.
1: Yeah, Just had to go yeah, local. well, oh. Yeah, this could get to be a really boring story that might be a more of a one-on-one, uh, uh thing.
2: Listen, <laughs> I, um... It's it's fine because, you know, I used Firestone recently uh, not far from me um in the, yeah. like the North Bergen area, whatever the hell it is considered, uh, over by Braddock Park. And that was really yeah. just to put some tires on, and and, uh, and that one, fine. So they're not dickheads everywhere, apparently. They're just uh, dickheads yeah, well, in a few
1: even, places. Even in this case, like here, what the thing was is I just wanted to get the brake pads replaced because I used the app, and I trusted the fact... I had this I had this superstitious modern, or maybe it's not modern at all, maybe it's opposite modern, but I, I believe that because there was an app where I could just give all the information about when I wanted to come and what needed to be done, thought I could get in and out, they were going to be on top of it, ahead of the curve. The parking lot already looked too crowded, it didn't look good when I got there, But and then they just did this shit where they just checked out every single thing, they told me everything that was f- needed to be worked on in the car for the rest of
2: history, which these might be all valid points, but, right. but they the did the upsell day, on you. They did the old upsell, yeah.
1: They had yeah, they, yeah yeah yeah. Um they didn't go too hard though, because you know, it's just a bunch of estimate stuff and it's just like, okay, but you just want the brakes now. And I'm like, Yeah, uh for now. And um and he's like, Yeah, I don't have that part today. You can come back tomorrow. But that was after sitting in the in the room for two hours. And the funny thing was, like I had checked in the app, I wanna wait here for my car. That's the thing. So, so that's one of the reasons I thought it was going to go smooth, and and what happened was, I got a Facebook message request from some dude that works there. That's like, hey, we were trying to call you, but we're missing a digit on your phone number, and I was like, fifty feet away from the guy that messaged me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those like waiting room chairs. Yeah.
2: So great. it was just. Uh, that's great. <laughs> this story gets better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, here you are, nonetheless, and and it's good to have no, you I, here. Even though we uh, we were, we were going to have you here in person, it's good to have you here in any form. Keith Artel, longtime uh, friend of Aerial View and uh, someone who's been a guest uh, a few times in the past months on this program, and yeah. um, we wanted to have you back because uh, I mean, like you know, if I'm doing uh, an upside down update, if I'm just going to launch into it. I have to start yeah. with the, I don't know how many hours of impeachment hearings I listened to today as uh yes. career and a uh, diplomat ambassador, Maria Yanovich uh, got up and, t- and she was actually seated uh, and she <laughs> spoke at length about her, um, her problems in Ukraine. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw some of it. I was busy most of the day, but I did, I caught it,
1: you know, she was a, uh... I don't know how long she was going, but I saw a lot of, like, the, um, I don't know, between 1 and 2
2: p.m. She, uh, or whatever. She started at 10 a.m. It didn't wrap up until, like, 4, 4.30, something like that. So, I mean, I, I'm i in this position now where, you know, I'm working from home when I'm working, so I, I get to listen to the whole damn thing. and.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's, it's going to put you in a whole mindset. It's going to put me
2: – It's. I haven't had this much fun since Game of Thrones went off the air. I swear to God. This, to me, is like the new binge viewing and listening. I had it going in every room of the house so I could just go from room to room and listen to it. And uh, I was tweeting during it. and It's just having – a. I, I don't know. Keith, maybe I shouldn't have been having – that much fun with it i i feel... no, it's,
1: it's, no you should you should it's that this is the this is the biggest show on tv he, he did it like trump turned it into the whole like it's the fucking tv um presidency and this is this is just
2: the end of season one dude this is just the end of season one you're right. Unless it's the end of season three. I, I don't know what season we're in. I just know that
3: I would let's like... Say
1: season three. Let's say every year is a season. So 17 was season one. 18 was season two. So the first three seasons were about Russiagate. Right. And now at the end of season three, they're setting up the narrative that we're just going to pick right up, just like when you watch one of those shows, that picks right up where it left off. Right. And it's going to pick up in, in 2020, um, season four. <laughs> It's going to pick up right where the end of season three leaves off.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, the wife and I are big fans of that show, Empire. But Empire, over Uh the number of seasons they've had, and I think they're now in in season eight or some damn thing, it just keeps getting soapier and soapier. It just becomes more and more, like, soap opera-ish. It it started out fairly soap opera-ish, but it's gotten even more so. So now there's just, like you know weird pregnancies and and people dying and needing hearts and it's it's just this thing uh the whole uh what season are we in of the Trump presidency uh, whatever season it is uh today season was three. some Let's very season three. what did you think of some of the turns the thing took today some of the very soap opera like turns with Roger Stone being found guilty on all uh, charges well, by the I way.
1: have a lot of we'll see now see Here's the way I feel about the Roger Stone thing. What Roger Stone has been – like what Roger Stone is being punished for now, this is to me – this is the equivalent of when people – like I like The Departed, but people said that Scorsese only got the Oscar for The Departed for his body of work. And, and this shit like where Stone like, oh, Stone acted like he knew something that was coming out of WikiLeaks when WikiLeaks was broadcasting it all over the place. And he was lying and nothing that he did had any effect on anything. It's like, now he's getting this conviction for his lifetime work. Like, this is not for his body his
2: work. This is like one of those his body uh, work. Yeah. When they trot out the hundred year old Jack Lemon and finally give him an Oscar, you know, that kind of thing. Uh,
1: exactly and and the thing is is i thought from go just the way he carries himself and the whole like that thing that he's really into the nixon association i thought from jump like he kind of i thought him as a guy that kind of wanted to go to jail like considering his case and then how he has behaved you know it's not like they don't already hate him but he kept on at every chance he got he would just give him extra reasons to hate him And then, if they're holding what, like a jury of his
2: peers in Washington, D.C., like, (laughs) yeah, where do you find a hostile jury? Where where do you find peers for Roger Stone? That's my first question. My first question from the regular people, from the regular people, from the common man, (laughs) the the common man who dresses like a mob boss. uh uh, well dresses like the penguin (laughs) dresses like the penguin uh he was found guilty and uh he found guilty of obstructing congress's russia investigation and lying to lawmakers all that was happening while this uh day two of the impeachment hearings was playing out in um in washington dc in the capitol building of course and again uh if you didn't get to see it i I'm sorry I, I think I read that Wednesday's impeachment hearing uh with um the career diplomats uh, Taylor and Kent right they uh yeah yeah, yeah. the nerd duo the Both nerd duo. daddy and yeah. the other guy yeah. the other guy uh that uh according to Nielsen almost 14 million people watched it I mean I know I listened to it who who keeps uh, uh the figures on how many people listened to it because I was mostly but I listening. watched
1: a lot of it in the morning that yeah. uh,
2: Wednesday I uh, I like listening too because listening reveals different things. You know, like when you don't have the visual to go on, you hear you pick up on different things. Today I watched a lot of it and it didn't. It felt different. I, I'm not gonna say it felt better, but it, my fun part of watching it today was seeing yeah. uh, the GOP really fulminate. like the way they would get all red in the face and they would go into their ridiculous, you know, uh, things about how the process they, they they're throwing out things about how, you know, it's, it, it reminded me of George C. Scott as general Buck Turgenson and, and, and Dr. Strangelove when he's let, you know, when he, he hears that the Russian ambassador is going to enter the war room and he says to the president, he'll see everything. He'll see the big board. And, 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 yeah. and he actually, George C. Scott does this amazing thing. He falls over and he, and he gets up, he, he springs back up to his feet. He's so excited uh, and 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 Kubrick is a genius because you know we all know that Kubrick is a genius yeah. but he leaves it in the film when you get to see George C. Scott sort of tumble over as he's you know going off on how uh, the Russian ambassador is going to see the big screen that reminded me of a, a, like of every member of the GOP who spoke today they were all like you know having the vapors or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. Did you? Yeah. What did you think? I would love to hear what you thought. Well, um,
1: I see the whole. See, I'm more of a see where both sides are really just desperately trying to, rise like get make an emotional appeal. Everything about the whole thing is emotional. Um. So yeah, it's it's funny, but I think both sides are funny and dorky and. You know, I think they're all full of shit, and it's a show. Like, I think it's a television show.
2: Is um, one side more full of shit, though? I mean, really, all that matters is ultimately that one side is less full of shit. So, I mean, uh, you know, not to put you on the spot, but yeah. is one side less full of shit?
1: Uh, no, no. In my opinion, and here's here's where I come in. my opinion, is I can only... I'm judging my own consistency of everything about this is Clinton it's the Clinton impeachment. And the whole thing with the Clinton impeachment was that he definitely did whatever he did. But if you were on his side, you're like, yeah, but they're just trying to get him. But then if you're on the other side, it's like, oh, but how could he after he after he oh, my word. And it's like both sides like it's, it's just 100 percent political. And it's not being done to help the country. It's being done to try to sway opinion. And I, all the arguments always are all emotional. Like mm. they try to say things and punch this emotion into it. And it's like, hey, was it against the law or not? Okay, that's ambiguous. Okay, now do we impeach for this I, shit I, or not? Yeah, okay, I gotta, is this I got, normal or
2: not? Yeah, I got to disagree with you because I feel like one of the things that shifted uh, admirably is that he – kept the emotion out of it he was very much to the task and very much about you know keeping that thing uh moving in the in the in the proper direction and very much about adam schiff yes he was with those keen with those keen painting child eyes too big Yeah, he's he's got the same problem as Wendy Williams. He's got that bulging eye thing, which I think you should have some. He should talk to somebody about that because it's not appealing. Again, I'm listening. I'm I'm mostly listening. So I I only saw the bulging eyes today. But I thought that he did a good job of keeping emotion out of it while the GOP was fulminating. So I got to disagree with you on that. And I also have to say a blow job is certainly different than trying to get a foreign government to interfere in an American election. For your own personal gain. What's that? The
1: difference is trying to get the foreign government to interfere is more normal. It's more normal. We do it to other governments. Other governments does it to us. Listen, you are not going to get me.
2: Yeah, you're not going to get me to defend Bill Clinton. You're not ever going to get me to defend Hillary Clinton. There's no way. I mean, I I just I'm not going to go there. So anything you have to say about those two, I will gladly sign off on. But I also feel this is a whole nother level of crazy. What we've been witnessing since 2016, and I, I, you know, I came across that picture again today of when Trump was mocking that disabled reporter, and I just thought, you know, like if that didn't disqualify him from this office, then, you know, and of course the pussy grabbing shit and then everything else. Well, you know, let's,
1: uh, let's put, a, put a couple, I would like to put a couple of placeholders in there. One thing is, this this is a fact, is that when Trump was accused of mocking the disabled reporter, which it looked like he did, yeah. they pulled up a bunch of historical footage of Trump doing the exact same shit, and they are like, this is what Trump does to act like a discombobulated person. And that's, I saw it, I saw it with my own eyes, I saw it in 2016. So, I mean, and he, oh, he might not have been worried that it looked like a disabled reporter, but he, that was part of his act already,
2: Okay, not applied to that guy. And <laughs> then... Um... <laughs> really? I don't think I saw <laughs> yeah, that. you got to send me the URL for that, that, uh, that compilation reel. I want to see no, when sorry, they're, Trump they're, they're, acts they're like a it, spaz. It, it, what would I look up on Google, by the way? Trump acts like a spaz? I mean, wh- how would I find this? I want to see this reel of him acting like a spaz. You know, is, like, can I what still I would look say up spaz? Like,
1: proof, proof that Trump was not targeting the
2: handicapped. Oh, oh, is that what I'm looking <laughs> <I> would, for? <laughs> oh my I'm just God. saying what I would look up if I was trying to, to find it. But um, all right, I don't want that but, in my browser history, so I'm not going to look it up right now. But let me. You don't want to. Uh, I can't be seen with that in my. Browser I can't history. see with. I can't be seen with that in my browser history. Yeah, that's true. So it um, still
1: doesn't make it great, by the way. It still doesn't make it cool. Like it doesn't make it, but still, yeah. Like,
2: it's well, one of those many
1: things where he's this amount weird, but he gets accused of the extra, and he kind of asks for it, much like
2: Roger Stone. Right. Yeah. These boys are
1: playing a dangerous game, Chris. High stakes.
2: It's very high stakes, and today was riveting to me. It was riveting. I couldn't – I didn't want to miss a moment of it. There was one moment when I had to go outside and move the car, and I missed uh, some minutes of the whole thing, and I was like, damn, what did they say, what did they say? Because there were so many great moments, especially when – uh you know republicans would try to get in something on a parliamentary procedure and they kept reading you know uh, we want to read into the record this thing and we want to read this other thing into the record and we want to read this thing into the record but um they just came across as a bunch of whiners because somehow the game wasn't being played fair and it's just it's such a crystal uh crystallization of that thing that i've always heard is that people often accuse you of the behavior in which they themselves are engaged so here's this this side that hasn't that has played dirty for many many years, and and by dirty I mean you know whether it's gerrymandering or trying to take uh, legitimate voters off the voting rolls or whatever else they're doing to win. Because really it's a Machiavellian thing. We we must win uh, and hold mm-hmm. on to power, and that way we can keep lining our pockets. But for them to to sit there and accuse the other side of somehow playing dirty. Is just yeah. I, I. wish that there was a laugh track for this whole thing. I. I wish at well, some well, point that uh, people would turn and just start laughing at them because I think that would be but really. But do
1: effective. you do you not get that the whole you're accusing the other side of doing what you're doing totally always applies to the Democrats too? Uh, like
2: I. I don't. It, I mean, I, totally I guess I don't. Does. It, it do, totally how, does. Tell me how, how. How does it? How does that?
1: I mean. Okay. First, right off the bat, I would, I would acknowledge that there might not be as good at it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but, um, I mean, the first thing is like, if you want to go with the, the corruption they're talking about, mm-hmm. that shit was real. Like that shit with Biden is real. And the whole thing where there was a Ukrainian w- that was working to get Hillary, ele- like someone in the Ukraine definitely has been on tape Do saying you mean that Chalupa? he was trying to help get, not, Chalupa, not Chalupa. Chalupa, was Chalupa was, that goes into another thing, but Chalupa was in some indirect contact with this other Ukrainian. But it was just basically this dude that was trying to help Hillary, and they have him on tape, and he's going like, this was an article in Politico in 2017, by the way. Okay. If you look up... Yes, the Politico article got mentioned. to help Hillary, Hillary plan backfires. Yeah. That, I'll look it up. Matter- just as soon as I yeah. look
2: up that other thing, i was just be looking up. What's the other thing? Oh, like yeah, the- Trump acts like spaz. Okay.
1: Well, that's not really important. Right. But, but, uh, but this thing is, is like what we know for a fact is like... Hillary was, or the Democrats were, going to but, foreign but, country sources but, to get dirt on Trump. They totally but, did. But, but Keith, everyone has, the Keith,
2: to- everyone has a big butt. Let's talk about mine, okay? My big butt is <laughs> yeah. that uh, they're not in power, okay? Hillary Clinton is not in power. Bill Clinton is not in power. Uh, Donald Trump is in power. Donald Trump has been in he- power. Since 2016. So like when you start going back to what she might have been up to in the Ukraine or what she might have been trying to do, it's it's to me, it's a lot of what whataboutism and it doesn't really matter at this point. It's in the past. No, it, and it, it does matter. So why, what, does, what it, about why is does it, it matter? Is it,
1: because for one thing, let's start with this. What about ism is the new word that every time that people get emotional, and I'm not saying accuse Trump of doing something, but this emotional, like, oh my God, how could he? And then you bring up like, no, someone else did something just like this, and that's what aboutism? No, it's it is just means that this is not the unique thing. And when you say Hillary wasn't in power, neither no, but was I, Trump yeah, but when I Hillary was getting dirt on him right. from the
2: Ukraine, but but I didn't and say from the that. England. But I didn't say that. I didn't I didn't say, yeah. oh, I'm upset because she did something that he also did. I said, I know you didn't what, say you said, were upset about I it. Because of course in, you're not upset about uh, it. Yeah, I'm. I, no, I said it's. What does it matter? It's in the past because now we're. Oh, Oh, it, matters. it matters because people
1: are stepping up and down going like he went to a foreign power it's like and they were saying that about russiagate which was about before. for one thing i just see this as more russiagate like like another season of russiagate i don't think this is different than that it's the same people they always so are always just trying to figure out how they're going to peach him since the day he fucking swore in
2: well and, and i and i think uh listen there is, there is there are legitimate reasons to object to this presidency, and and there are a lot of legitimate reasons. I mean, never mind that he has a white nationalist setting his immigration policy, namely Stephen Miller. We we've, we've seen all the emails now. The guy's definitely a white nationalist. He's the one separating kids from their parents and putting in play these uh, horribly you know horribly ineffective and horribly racist policies, whispering in Trump's ear. Uh, beyond just his sheer incompetence and and uns- the fact that he's utterly unsuited by his very nature, because he's a malignant narcissist who doesn't care about anybody but himself, and he certainly doesn't place the you know the fate of the country above his own needs.
1: There, well, like, well, that's that's a weird that's a weird one, but I mean, for one thing, the whole like Trump is a fucked up guy thing. Yes, yeah, everyone knows that. Everyone yeah. knows that already. And then um, people calling for Steve. Miller should be forced to resign. That's what you do about that. You say fire this fucking guy Yeah, and then you run against Trump and you say did you see who he fired? Did you see when he acted like this right like there's this weird revenge thing that because Trump is a dirt like You know don't get me started talking about the fucking history of the entire Bush family, but like No, 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 He's no, not I- the worst. He's not the most fucking harmful president. We've had probably he's not in the top five
2: I, You know, I, I, I disagree, and, and, and I'll tell you why. I disagree because of the tearing down of norms, number one. I, I disagree because he is not really able to uh, give his attention to doing the job that people even thought he was going to do. I mean, he hasn't delivered on much of anything that he claimed he would deliver on. Okay, so he's ineffective in that regard. But, you know, I keep thinking of that number 76,000, you could say 77,000, but the idea that 77,000 people in three or four states, a handful of states made the difference in the electoral college and and that he didn't win the popular vote. Uh, it's is always at the back of my mind. This is not a person with a mandate. This is not well, a person well, that's, that That's a good that's a, majority a good people, argument against the electoral college. Well, yeah, it, it is. And, and and I would like to see that happen. That that is It, it also was a good argument
1: that, in 2000. It was a good argument in 2000. And I I probably made know that argument in 2000. Everyone fell in our, and everyone fell in line and got used to Bush and people go around now, people that hate Trump say how they miss Bush and Ellen's with Bush no, and Michelle Obama. Not with, me. are taking with Bush. I know not you, but I'm saying that's how I read it. Like people, it's like because Bush can act the way he's supposed to, Trump can't. Therefore, Bush is okay, and that is simple-minded thinking that has gotten us to where we are right now. That kind of uh, thinking. All right. So we and when found you, when you object to the the common objection that Trump busts up norms, the norms fuck us. We are fucked by the norms. I'm not saying that Trump is 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 breaking them and it's going to help
2: directly no 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 i'm not norms, even talking the about the norm i'm not blow. talking about the norms like you know the queen serving tea i'm talking about things that are truly harmful like his his total disregard for uh diplomacy and and uh the state department and the fact that uh, i mean even with what he tweeted today while she was sitting there talking for god's sakes about marie Jovanovic, uh the idea that that uh you, you don't care about uh, what's called the tip of the spear by some people. That was the phrase that was used today. And that you're going to set up a back channel. You're going to set up this this irregular channel, as it was called on Wednesday, and have your personal lawyer conduct Ukraine policy. I mean, this whole thing stinks. It stinks to high heaven. And it really was a case of something extraordinary. I I, I honestly... Um, I've been pretty cognizant of politics uh, you know since I, I, I don't know, I was 15, 16, seventeen years old. and so i've I've followed it. I wouldn't call myself a, a political junkie, but I've been aware of it. I don't remember anything really like this, anything that approaches this level of just well, down down downright dirty dealing, like basically saying to the new president of a country, uh, we'll give you the 391 million, but you got to do us a favor first. I mean,
1: you think this is the first time that shit ever happened? Do you really think that?
2: I think this is the first time it happened in terms of helping me get reelected. Yes, it's happened. I before. think it's the first
1: time it's happened that we know
2: about. No, it. I, I mean, think just, that's ridiculous. I, I, no, I think politics is very transactional, and I th- and I think real politic means that sometimes you withhold something in exchange for something you want for your country not for yourself see that's the yeah difference. Um, yes
1: arguably but yes and I, I always wonder about these maniacs that become president is like that's the sociopath i think almost every time no i don't, I, I don't disagree I, I
2: i have problems with uh, since uh, the first election i ever voted in presidential election 1980 was ronald reagan i had problems with him I've had problems with everybody since then. I've held my nose and I've pulled the lever for the lesser of two evils. That's all I've ever done. I wouldn't say that I was terribly, I mean, I was excited about the Obama presidency because it was a transformation. It was a moment in America. And so it was exciting. I'm not sure he delivered on uh, many of the things that he promised. No, he didn't. He He totally
1: didn't. He totally, he he, he fucking, he fucking now, one word, man, Snowden. Yeah, Snowden, and then everyone's like, "Oh, what's right and what's wrong?" Protected whistleblower, this phony whistleblower. Snowden is chased out of the country because he said some real shit. That John Kirkalau, who like um, whistleblowed on the fucking torture, he got smeared and thrown in jail. That's those are real whistleblowers and. These are the things that make me mad is it's because of the moralizing about we must protect the whistleblowers. Like you don't give a fuck about a real whistleblower. You wanna make it you wanna say a thing that makes people is again, my whole thing about the impeachment is is every argument is the facts are there's not that much facts and then it's like, okay, was it against the law or not that we impeach or not? But they're just trying both sides are just trying to appeal strictly to emotions, which is how people make their decisions based on not rationality, emotions.
2: Well, but listen, that's let, hey, hey, let's let's uh, put a pin in that for a minute, as they say, and talk yeah. about that, because I think you've just nailed something that, for me, is a real uh, disappointment with America over these past 10, 20 years. Uh, you know, I I really yeah. do feel like we are now a country that goes around making decisions with our gut. and And I think our president... <laughs> is a perfect example of that. A guy who's always, you know, distrusted his brain, I guess, and gone with his gut. And, you know, I've talked to so many people and I've met so many people who distrust anything having to do with, you know, using your brain. That I feel... Yeah. (laughs) I always picture Spock and Kirk, you know what I mean? And Spock trying to say, well, you know, uh, Captain, shouldn't you... Maybe we should think about this. And Kirk being like, you know, no, I'm going with my gut. My gut tells me to do this. I, I, I don't know if I feel like that's a good approach. I, I feel like people Look, should be it, using their brain more.
1: It's an involuntary approach, and I mean, this includes—I would include yourself and me. Yeah, we all are making our decisions, and more all on emotions, and then rationalizing them. We rationalize. Like, we don't really think about it in a way. Like, we, we, see, we feel a way, and then we explain the feeling, and then we feel like, oh, yeah, this is what I've arrived at through thinking. I,
2: I think That's you're right. To, I'll go along with you to some degree, because I did have a visceral reaction to the idea of a, a total douchebag like Donald Trump becoming president. I mean, I feel like we had much more— ex- and when I say we, those of us who live in the New York area had many more years of yeah. exposure to the man than people elsewhere. And so— I was able to go, oh, yeah, you know, that that rich douchebag, it wants to be president. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had a reaction because I distrust people who, I mean, first of all, he only, you know, we don't really know how wealthy he is. So he, he claims to be wealthy. We don't uh, really right. know. So it could be anything. But um, I, I never really, I, I wasn't one of these people that everyone around thinking if only a rich guy could lead us, then everything would be groovy. You know, I, I never really now, felt that. Yeah. No uh, one feels that. No. <laughs> no one feels.
1: And uh, that's another – see, that's the thing is, like, the interesting conversation to me, because this conversation is like the impeachment could rub you one way or me the other, and it doesn't matter because it won't change anything. But what's going on with the Democrats is some really interesting, weird – like, I don't know, like, who are the mechanisms behind the – the phony like there's that phony they're not satisfied with the candidates and everyone's satisfied with the candidates and they keep on trying to drop like fucking rich people in there yeah
2: now they got the son of the guy who was in the sunra orchestra deval patrick now has wants to enter the race right so like he and uh who was the late at bloomberg another uh billionaire from new york well uh, we don't again. we don't know if donald trump's a billionaire he he claims to be i tend to doubt it but bloomberg is actually a billionaire Oh, and no, no,
1: Bloomberg's legit. He he's was a legit, Trump, he
2: too legit to quit. And now, you know, he's getting hoisted on the petard of his stop and frisk policy. And a lot of people of color are saying, you know, the guy's a douche because he uh, basically lived in fear. He's
3: gentrification
1: king. He's y- like, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that Bloomberg is actually like the only guy you could nominate for a Democrat that would actually make Trump's like, I'm a regular like you people thing work. Because you know, he's really like a fucking snooty um, elite Manhattan. I like, think the like...
2: anti-Semitism runs too deep, and it dooms him and Bernie Sanders, unfortunately. And I no, think that I the homophobia—I can't keep I think, up all my I hope. think the homophobia runs too deep, and it dooms Pete What's Buttigieg. Buttigieg? I, I think that w- America has not crossed that Rubicon yet. I think uh, we will. We we might elect a female president but i don't think that we're there yet in terms of the anti-semitism and the homophobia in this country to elect that's it. a good point you know but i, did I, I you, really do Did feel you that expect way.
1: female before did you expect to get a female president before a black president because i did I,
2: I did because it's been happening all over the world since the 1940s for god's sake right. i mean if you're talking about presidents i mean obviously you know queens have been around for a really long time, but we're talking about elected leaders and elected leaders. I mean, how many countries had had female presidents going back how many years, and we still haven't crossed that yeah, yeah. bridge yet. So, but, so but I, I think like that the, Hillary it, it, primed the pump, and I think it yeah. could be possible. Oh, absolutely. You know, no, I think it's likely. I think it's likely.
1: Yeah. Um, if not exactly now, but as as far as the um, Sanders and Buttigieg, um, the uh, homophobia, anti Semitisms, which are totally legit fucking realnesses but i do remember this is that that was a big thing with obama and he had to hustle and prove he was viable and i remember the day of the election a friend of mine who i was talking to at work i will not say who he was because he did not get it and he just says this to me he goes i don't think obama's gonna win i think this country's just too lame Mm -hmm. and obama fucking won he was also predicted to win anyway and i was just like well well now who's lame Right. You know, is it the country or is it you? But, and then, um, but then it turns out that, that after Obama has won for a while, oh, it turns out, oh, this didn't help racism at all.
2: <laughs> no, so, it, didn't, you know, it's, it
1: all, didn't. it's all It's yeah. all, uh, it, uh, it's a mix so it's, it's 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 like it wasn't preventive but at the same time it was nothing had changed
2: well we have to remember too that that uh, you know obama like many people in this country is is biracial i mean there's the the white mother you know black father and yeah. so you know uh, I, I i don't know uh, you know i i don't know how that plays into the overall feeling but i i do know that like i was on trucking radio i was doing a trucking radio show since 2006 so it preceded obama and then it ended during the trump presidency so i got to hear a lot of very angry truck drivers uh who by and large at that point as the show got underway in 2006 were uh you know a lot of older white dudes without a a college education uh complain about obama and how he was fucking them you know and then When Donald Trump won, it was like the day after I remember dreading having to go in and be on the air because it was a lot of like, now you're going to get to see what we had to deal with for eight years. And there was a lot of joy in Truckingville that that one of them, (laughs) somebody they perceived as one of them. And like, who's the only uh, candidate talking about truck drivers? It's actually Andrew Yang. He's the only one that has mentioned tr- I mean I know Trump had truck drivers up to the White House when he sat got to sit in the big truck and go vroom vroom but Andrew Yang yep. is actually talking about like what is going to happen if they ever perfect the self-driving truck you know which we used to talk about endlessly on the air so I got to see the whole arc of the thing and and I yeah. I do feel like uh, there's a line from Hard Days Night that I quote a lot which is you know do you think this is an early clue to a new direction and and, uh-huh. to, and to me, they were an early clue to a new direction that this country was going to have this backlash against Obama and it was going to have a backlash against supposed uh, progress. It's it's like if dinosaurs, you know, if you ever go to L.A. and you get to the La Brea Tar Pits, I always imagine like the first, yeah, saber-toothed, tiger, yeah. first saber-toothed tiger that stepped in there probably was like, I got it. I'm kind of, you know probably got out pretty quickly and was able to spend another couple of years without getting sucked into the tar. But then eventually it was game over and they all went extinct. So this is the, you know, the dying of, of a breed essentially. And
1: I, I but the other thing too, with Obama is that because like he ran, you know, and orated as super progressive and ended up being fairly establishment. So the backlash against Obama is also, that's the Occupy people, the Bernie people, you know, the right. the, the DSAs, Dem- Democratic Socialists, yes. Pete Buttigieg, they almost they almost they misquoted him. <laughs> did
2: you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Yeah,
1: that they misquote. But that, and now and there was the debate where it's like everyone all of a sudden is shitting on Obama because that's the direction. <laughs> but um, but so, I mean, on the one hand, it is definitely like a backlash against Obama from 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 the hard whites, from the hard white, <laughs> from the hard white. But um, also just also from the hard left.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so maybe he was doing you know, something right if both sides are not terribly happy with him. I mean, we've always heard that. Who knows? We can talk about that. But first, I want to play yeah. some clips from today with uh, Marie Jovanovich uh, testifying. And she was trending on Twitter for a while as, uh, you know, there was a hashtag that went along with her. Uh, I guess they call her Masha or something like that. So there was a hashtag uh-huh. you know, trending on Twitter speaking of twitter i tweeted a few things uh i love that the general counsel uh for the gop this guy named Stephen castor uh he yeah. had at one point he he was furrowing his brow to the point where um i thought he must be thinking this hurts my brain so much because he has to question this woman with sort of impeccable credentials really and it's not going to be easy to try to get in the crap that you want to get in about hunter biden and about joe biden and so on but first let's yeah. listen to him talk to marie here we go
0: and were you aware of uh, i know mr Nunes mentioned this earlier the um uh, the consultant alexander chalupa had uh, reportedly at least according to her and according to um you know ken vogel at the politico um was trying to work with the ukrainian embassy in dc to you know, trade information, share leads of that sort, sort of thing.
3: I saw the article. I, you know, didn't have any further information um, about that.
0: Um, and did you see the article at the time, or did you only, did that only come to your attention subsequently?
3: It's certainly been brought to my attention subsequently. Um, I think I did see something to that effect at the time as well.
0: And, and, you know, you're the ambassador in country at this point. Did, did you aim to? Get to the bottom of that? Because, you know, if true, if the reporting's true, if what Mr. Lupa told uh, Mr. Vogel is accurate, um, that would be concerning, correct?
3: Well, I, I was the ambassador in Ukraine starting in um, August of 2016. And what you're describing, uh, if, if true, as, as you said, um, what you're describing took place in the United States. So if there were concerns uh, about uh, what um, Ms. Chalupa was doing, I, I think that that would have been handled here.
0: And, and do you know Ms. Chalupa? I don't believe so. you ever met her?
3: I, I don't think so. I mean, if she worked for the Ukrainian embassy, it's possible that I met her in a large group or something, but I don't, I don't believe I know her.
2: Would you like a Chalupa? I wish she had asked that, what? too. That would have be been good. Now, the, the sad thing is, is I, I, I couldn't hear any of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry you couldn't hear any of that. I don't know why. No, that's I, okay. I was yeah. in the liquor
1: store transacting. But, no, um, you, it might have, I, it just might be set up so... Oh, okay.
2: Let me tell you what he said. Okay, summarize. so Stephen Castor, yeah. to summarize, uh, asked uh, Ambassador Yovanovitch about... Uh, this this uh, Andrea, I think it is Chalupa woman. Chalupa, and which yeah, she was...
1: yeah, she was the one that started the investigation on right. Manafort. Yes, and she was also the first one that sent back a memo that said there's going to be something really big about Trump and Russia. I think I got my. She was she was digging dirt on Trump. Then this particular lady too. Well, but what Manafort do you know? before he was even connected with Trump.
2: What do you know? Uh, but uh, yeah. so the ambassador said to him. Um, I wasn't in Ukraine at that time. And by the way, wouldn't that have been a issue for American authorities? What does it have to do with me? Essentially, that's what she said. So she didn't right. go there with him, unfortunately. And uh, so um, uh, but I also want to play something from this guy, Turner, who um, he had uh, people are talking about this today on Twitter. Listen to this for a second, if you will.
0: Yeah. Now, the U.S. ambassador to um, the EU—they would have under their portfolio aspiring nations to the EU, would they not? Yeah. Okay, so um, EU ambassador Sondland then would have had Ukraine in his portfolio because they're an aspiring nation, and he's our U.S. ambassador to the EU. Correct?
3: I think he testified that one of his first. Discussions but you agree that it's within with his Ukraine.
0: portfolio, correct?
3: He's
0: the you would agree that it's in his portfolio, would you not? Yes.
3: I would agree. Yes, thank you.
0: Now I, I want to go to the next. I'm sorry, can I like finish time. your Richard answer, Richard please? Richard Holbrook uh, is a gentleman who I have a great deal of, of gentleman, for I'm Ambassador not going to Ivanovich should not finish her answer. You may finish your answer, Ambassador. Thank not you. out of my time. You're done. No, nope. right, Ambassador. Ambassador will be recognized.
3: I would say that um, all EU ambassadors deal with other countries, including aspiring countries, but the. It is unusual to name the U.S. ambassador to the E.U. to be responsible for all aspects of Ukraine.
2: So uh, you weren't able to hear any of that, I take it either. Okay.
1: I, You know what phrase I heard? I heard the phrase, but it would be unusual for an ambassador. That sounded like it was going somewhere.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty interesting clip. It was a pretty interesting moment during this whole thing when he essentially was t- trying to get her to stop talking. And Adam Schiff was interjecting and saying, please let her finish answering your question. And he was like, no, you're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good it was pretty good i like that moment i the i like i liked the moments the um you know because i don't really know much about parliamentary procedure i wish i knew more yeah, uh i love yeah, those yeah, yeah, i yeah. love those parliamentary procedure moments when they're like no no you're out of order you're at no 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 the no. and uh today um when this woman elise stefanik a representative from upstate new york she's as upstate new york as you can get otherwise it's canada uh-huh. So she's from way okay. up there, and they uh, they they decided to trot her out the GOP because they figured we got to get a we got to find a broad who's going to answer. We got to find a broad to answer these questions, otherwise we'll look like sexist pigs. Let's get the broad from yeah. upstate New York. So they got Elise <laughs> Stefanik. They trotted her out, and uh, she uh, is that the dark haired the dark haired lady. Yes, she kept being referred Young, to. I, I, yeah, yes, sorry, she's like thirty two or something like that. So uh, Adam Schiff kept referring to her as the gentlewoman, which I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed <laughs> hearing that phrase. The gentlewoman will... I've been hearing that. But... Yes, yes. I think what he was saying, well, uh, what was he... He kept saying uh, the gentlewoman will desist or something like that. It, I forget what the exact phrase, but it was very parliamentary. It
1: excited no, me. No, it was the, the... I think the word then is...
2: "will." is it... <sighs> Stand down, desist, Stand uh, down. yeah, a shut her pie hole. It was one of those, I forget what it was. I mean, but yeah. something to basically say, and 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 I, I love the ones who initially would they would be like, You're not gonna tell me to stop talking, and then they would just they would stop talking because they, they would... <laughs> well, you
1: know what the funny thing is when you're watching these things to me the thing that always sticks out that's like the like should be the catchphrase of the show like the you're fired of the impeachment hearings
2: yes is you're out of order no you're out of order
1: the catchphrase of the impeachment hearings the you're fired of the impeachment hearings is the time of the
2: gentleman has ended the time of i want that on a shirt the time of the gentleman say that, it comes has up ended. The time of the gentleman has ended. And it's like, oh, isn't it true? Before we run out of time, Keith Artel, because, I mean, amazingly, we've only got like six minutes left. You're listening to Aerial View on TheHoundNYC.com every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Replays Tuesday, 6 p.m. In between those two, it becomes a podcast. Keith Artel is my guest. And uh, The Hound NYC brings you new Hound Howls every Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and then Crash in the Party with uh, Mark and Miriam takes place on uh, Sundays at 5 p.m. I said crash the party. Uh, So before we run out of road, I do want to ask about uh, the GOP's continuing obsession with Hunter Biden making $50,000 a month. Like they always say it like they can't believe that anybody would earn that much or be paid that much, or they don't. And every time they say that, I think about Don Jr. and Eric, And and Ivanka and Jared. Of course
1: you do. And here's the thing is that the fact that it makes you think of that works against Biden. It's just the way it is. It doesn't really. Donald Trump is what he looks like. And everyone that watched The Apprentice, which made him Oh, I see what you're
2: saying. You're saying because Joe Biden wants to come off as like this regular guy and advocate of the people. and and On the up and up Mm -hmm. and and, uh, above the take and all that kind of shit. You're saying now, now, could it be, I mean, in somewhere in your mind, is there space for the concept of a phone call that went something like this between Joe and Hunter Biden? All right. So the phone rings and and I'm, uh, you be Hunter Biden. I'll be Joe Biden. So ring, ring, ring. I pick up the phone and you're calling me, right? Hey son, good to hear from you. How you doing? Hey man. Um, this is going to, I got a great idea. Um, me and my
1: friend, um, John Kerry's stepson, the Heinz Air, uh we got this business we're trying to get off the ground. Uh, could you bring me to China to get, like, a billion-dollar loan?
2: You know, listen, I uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> yeah. I'm not terribly thrilled with you calling me up and saying these things to me. I've, I've told you I'm the vice president of the United States of America. I can't be helping you with this shit. When's this going to stop, Hunter? When's it going to stop? Yeah. I now, mean, come on, is, man! Is that
1: that conversation took place the
2: other way around? Like right. Biden was like, "Hunter,
1: come with me to China, meet the people." Big... <laughs> he got the big loan, and then he got the business.
2: And um, but how does it? How yeah, does I, the, how does the he... Ukraine thing go down when he calls up his dad and says, "By the way, Burisma is going to pay me fifty thousand dollars a month to fuck around for them." What do you think, Joe Biden says? Does Joe Biden say, "I wish you wouldn't do that"? I mean, come no, on. No, no,
1: no. no, no. no the
2: they're, they're in it. They want to win. They want to win. Really? They're normal. How does that help them you win? Know, I mean, this is obvious. We're not listen. supposed to know about this shit, and but, we only
1: know about it because But, Keith, come on. I mean, Russia Joe gate.
2: Biden's not a dope. He's accused of being a lot of things, but no one's ever called him a dope. Wouldn't Are you 100% anybody, sure? Are you 100% sure? Do you really think he might be a dope? Maybe that's the problem. I'm just saying he's,
1: it's been said. It's been uh, said that I, he might not be super sharp. He's, he lost uh, He he lost one year because he fucking plagiarized. That doesn't seem like the movie. Well, let okay. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I'll, all right. So maybe he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Yeah. But d- 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 I Maybe mean, the sharpest knife of politics. Not even. D- so why wh- wouldn't he calculate just a little bit down the road and say this could have, a, a, you know, unfortunate consequences for me. Here I am trying to clean up Ukraine and my son is taking a job on the board of this uh corrupt oligarch's oil company I mean do yeah, you well, really think he was okay with that is what I'm asking do you really yeah. think he was okay with that
1: I yeah you know no I I think I, I and I'll, I'll tell you this um which I might have mentioned to you before but they knew this was coming and there was like a massive um new yorker article just about uh hunter biden which i'm sure you could just go online and find it's like massive his whole life story and this dude put keith richards to shame what do you
2: know and wow uh, but um in terms of his cocaine use and like alcohol abuse and Cocaine, No, do, like, like being like,
1: like, like divorcing his wife and then living in a house and not getting out of his house and doing cocaine and a handle of vodka a day for a month.
2: What that a piece. Well, all right. Which we'll both agree cool. that he's probably I mean, not the coolest guy around. He's, he sounds like a douchebag, frankly. I, I don't know if I want to hang out with him. The thing
1: was this, this article really just gave like all the bad stuff that's coming up now was in the article. And there's two things from the article was because, the article went into all the dirt, but it had it talked to Biden's and Biden friendly people. So for me, as as a person that wasn't super like pro Biden, like I found it very humanizing. I found myself sympathetic to Hunter. And then the thing about the article was like as these are like some people thought Joe wasn't careful enough about overlooking his son's business interests. That's the thing I don't really buy. Like I don't buy that he was just like that 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 Hunter Biden was making all these moves and Joe was kinda of like, Oh man, I'm really take attention <laughs> like I I find that's and it's because they always they always get away with it. They're supposed to. Like, listen, I mean, we're I, used to it. I,
2: okay, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna do the phone call, but I'll be Hunter and Joe. All right, this time I'll be Hunter and Joe. Okay, so this is how I picture it going. I picture it going like this. So now I'm Hunter. You know, Dad, you never support anything I do, man. You think I'm just? You think I'm just a fuck up? You think I'm a failure? You know, they're gonna pay me fifty thousand dollars a month. What do you think of that, Dad? Yeah, well, Hunter, they're going to do that because you're my son. That's why they're going to do that. And I, 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 I don't think it's that cool, man. I, I kind of, let's figure out something else. You don't, I mean, don't you understand? I'm trying to fight corruption. This doesn't look good for me. Don't you understand that? Dad, I'm taking, I'm. I, it's too late. I already signed the paperwork. I am now on the board of Barisma. Slams the phone down. Done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. See, the, that's how the, I the yeah, the phone up. Hmm. The,
1: but the thing was that like Biden as hunter Keith, was starting as the business. Keith takes a slug the, from I,
2: another white claw. What yeah, what number white claw is that? <laughs> I'm on number two. I don't know about you, but I'm on number two. I had two, so. I had two months
1: on the walk home and this yeah. is
2: I'm cracking open my twenty ounce white claw now. But uh There you go.
1: The Fine. um but he did because the thing was is that him and john Kerry's kid or stepson i think it might have been a stepson like a heinz yeah but I they just... set up this uh consultant thing or whatever together and biden brought hunter to china and china and, and hunter met with with the fucking bank of china and got like a billion dollars and I, I think that sounds like an exaggerated or hyperbolic number but i think it's kind of right and then they partnered like it was the way they partnered with Burisma, it's sort of like, um, because that was the whole, this is the part that's like when, when, when Ukraine got their independence after the yeah. the Mishigas, so, yes. and, and and we started throwing money at them. Yes. And, then we were, and that was when one of the requirements of the Obama administration was, was you send have to the set up a, a thing of anti-corruption.
2: GOP, yeah. Let's send them blankets. That's what they kept saying. Uh, listen, we're out yeah. of the road. I, I got to wrap things up, but I will say this. I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, what Hunter Biden did, Joe Biden did, any of these people who aren't president did, at this point, what matters to me is what the president did. I mean, I feel like uh, yeah. that is really damaging in the long run and far more damaging than anything These people may have done, and it doesn't—obviously, we don't want those people to do those things. I wish they hadn't done those things. And, yes, people are—you know, they're on the take, and the grift is on. But we've never seen a grifter on uh, the level of a Donald Trump. This is a new—this is like if robots built a grifter. This this is what would come out of the other end. It's just like if you 3D printed a grifter, this is what you would get. This is a grifter supreme. Ah. And I, I don't like the man, and maybe it's my personal animus. And, you know, Keith, is, you've always argued and the- you got to get past your personal animus and see what he's actually done as compared to what other people have actually done. I feel like uh, another four years of this guy would be an utter disaster. So whatever removes him, I don't care. It's obviously not going to be impeachment. You're not going to find 20 Republicans to step across you know the aisle and say yeah he's that bad uh because they're all it's all about that base as uh uh, that song went right it's all about that base they cannot piss off this base because then they'll get challenged from the right and these people who want to hold on to power as long as possible because that's how they get to mint coin they do not want to be challenged in a primary from the right so in order to stick with the president they and stick with the president's base they will say anything and do anything to smear anybody and everybody and essentially act as if this wasn't somehow really as that bad uh, to me it was pretty bad and uh it's impeachable and they will impeach him but you and I both know Keith that it will not succeed and Donald Trump just in time to get reelected <laughs> will go around yeah. the country saying they tried to impeach me and they and they couldn't and I did nothing wrong. So uh, that's the
1: thing is, like, if Trump has done anything um, damage to this country that I that I feel personally is I hate to see that there was someone that was able to turn the entire Democratic Party into wild E coyote.
2: Yeah, well, uh, let's see. Let's see if they uh, go over the cliff with this whole thing. Thank you again, Keith Artell, even though you couldn't be here in person for joining me on the phone. I do Always appreciate pleasure, it. Yeah, I'm going to turn it back over to the Vintage Hound shows that you like to hear here on uh, thehoundmyc.com and remind you that there's a uh, brand-new Hound Howl every Sat- uh, Sunday. I was about to say Saturday. Every Saturday... Sunday, what did I say? Yeah, a new hound howl every Sunday at three p.m. Eastern Time, and then uh, you get around to five p.m. and it's crashing the party with Mark and Miriam, the duop chop shop of the air. Aerial View reairs on Tuesdays at six p.m. and then uh, somewhere between now and then it becomes a podcast, and you can find me at Facebook.com/slash. Call aerial view.
0: you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Ambassador, if you had remained ambassador to Ukraine, would you have recommended to the president of the United States that he asked the new Ukrainian president to investigate? And I'm quoting from the transcript here. Crowd strike or the server?
3: No, uh, I would repeat once again that the U.S. intelligence community has concluded that it was the Russians.
0: Okay, so Ambassador, if you had remained as ambassador and not been summarily dismissed, would you have supported a three-month delay in congressionally mandated military aid to Ukraine? No. Ambassador, if you had remained as ambassador of Ukraine, would you have recommended to the president that he ask a new president of Ukraine to, quote, find out about Biden's son?
3: No.
1: Lay down your bar.